You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10, 5, victory! Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan of Dallas. You can also see the uh, stylish flag in the background there of his image. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's the G bag nation right there. He is also just above that G bag nation flag. You see the Dallas Cowboys. He is the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And we have Brian, the game of the year. Is it the game of the year coming up? I don't know. Or was San Francisco? San Francisco really was. San Francisco, man, so much was put into that San Francisco game for Dallas to go play as poorly as they did or as well as San Francisco did. But, yeah. uh, no, I mean, yeah, th- there's a lot on the line. When you when the calendar flips to December, you learn who your team is after Thanksgiving. You have an idea of what you need to do. Mike McCarthy's goal is to try and find a way to get to 11 wins. He needs this one for 10 and then get to 11, and then, then you start to figure out where you are in playoff positioning at that point. Uh, the fact that you have some clinch situations involved, I think, make it a big game, but – I think that this month of December, I think every time that we do one of these shows, it's going to be a big game. It's going to yeah. be talking about it's a big game. They have to beat Buffalo. It's a big game at Miami. Man, I'll tell you what, you know, playoff positioning against Detroit, you got to find a way. I, I think this month of December is going to be uh, really big for, you know, not only for the Cowboys, but uh, for really for the whole National Football League. I, yeah. I think this is a great time of the year um, as we make this push towards. Uh, you know, with the college football season over, it now becomes the center focus of really everybody's attention when it comes to football. So uh, excited to be a part of it, though. I, I do. I love this time of year. I loved it when I worked in the personnel department. I thought that, the season. Know, I thought you hated the season. I thought the season stressed you out too much. The season stresses you out. I always said this, Bobby. This would be a great job if you didn't have to play the games. Yeah. But if you're in the mix of it now, there's been some times those those. 
you know, the Dave Campo years when we were five and 11 every year, I was so ready for it to be over. I've started looking at college players now. I'm like 10 players deep into that. I've kind of almost got one. the database ready, Brian. There we go. I checked today. We've got, we've got a lot of Alabama. We've got a lot of Oregon. There we I've go. got That's a lot of tape need. in there. I just, there, I there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good games to be watched, but no, it's, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about getting the draft stuff going because I know that's a big part of what we do. But I'm excited right now because Dallas and Philadelphia are going to, they're going to uh, try and kick this thing into gear and see if one of these guys uh, could be the, the, you know, maybe the second or third seed, maybe the first seed, or are they going to be the fifth seed? That's kind of what you're, you're kind of playing for here for the next month, really. I know uh, years ago, Scott McLuhan, a guy that uh, you, you are very familiar with, yep. Scott had said that when he's evaluating a player mm-hmm. coming out, that he would, he'd say minimum three games. He said, you need to watch minimum three games yeah. to get an idea of the player. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I try to apply that rule whenever we're watching these teams. When, when, when Scott McLuhan said that about evaluating players, I was like, well, let me do that when I'm evaluating all yeah. the players and I'm evaluating them as a team. So I generally try and go back and watch what are the last three games that they've played. I cheated a little bit this time, Brian, because I watched the last three games they played, and then I and went for Dallas. the refresher course on the yeah. Dallas game. Yeah, and that's so what, that's what which do. games did you choose? Because we'll dive in here. This whole episode outside of the mailbag, this whole episode is going to be Philly preview here. But uh, which games did you watch? Oh, San Francisco, Buffalo, Dallas. Those are the three I you watched. Skip Kansas City. I skipped Kansas City. Yeah, I did. I skipped Kansas City because. I wanted to do the last two, and then I wanted to make sure I knew what Dallas, what, what, how they tried to attack Dallas. Because I think I have some ideas what they might do differently. So, you know, we were talking about, I, I felt like Philadelphia had some vulnerability in week nine when Maybe Dallas rolled in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In what you saw, the, like, because I, I still to this day, like, like, I know there was some debate about this. I think Dallas outplayed Philadelphia in week nine. I think they were better overall. They were just... Dallas could not get off the field in two big drives in that game, yeah. and they lost on really small details. But overall, the macro of the game, I thought they were better uh, that day. And, and they were in a position to win it at the very end. And even with that vulnerability and even Dallas playing better, I feel like these last three games that the Eagles have played, they've had three games in a bye. What you've seen is a team that's even more vulnerable and more sloppy than the one Dallas played at the link uh, you know, at the beginning of November. I think there's some things defensively that they clearly have issues with. Um, I think they're, they have to be nervous about matching up their secondary against this Cowboy wide receiver crew, especially now with the emergence of, of Cooks. Ferguson is playing at such a high level. It looks like to me that Pollard has found himself uh, with the, the ability to run the football. Dak Prescott playing at an MVP-like level right now. Your play caller's in his bag, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to dialing some of these things up. Which, shout out, lot- he, shout he, out uh, to Mike McCarthy. Shout out to Mike McCarthy, Since Absolutely. we last recorded, he had the, uh, he had the, uh, the I assume it was an appendectomy. He, yeah, he had the yeah. acute, he had the acute appendicitis. Yeah. It's not fun at all. No. Coach still plans to be out there. I, I personally, if I was him, I'd go sit up in the booth for this one, just get the get the rest. I don't know that I need to be standing for three hours, but he sounds like he's going to tough it out and he's oh, going to yeah. be out there. Uh, so, so Mike McCarthy, Blake, oh, you just, you mentioned that sparked the the reminder to me. Oh yes. We yeah. should, we should probably mention well, no, that right out of the Give Mike credit because I felt like after the, there, you know, when you're doing June radio, like we do, and you start, let's do big picture talk, you know? And I said, yeah. okay, by the time the buy rolls around, Brian Schottenheimer will be calling plays. I will say this. Almost. I <laughs> it was don't almost. think I'm wrong. 
And I'll tell I you think- why. And and folks, don't don't go after me for this one. But I, I'm I think there's I think Brian Schottenheimer and others stepped in and said, Mike, we need to think about this. I think you know, players stepped when, when in. They, they, Mike always likes to talk about this this across the room thing that they do. Yep. And I guarantee you, Dan Quinn, maybe Joe Witt, maybe some of those guys said, "Guy, you guys are pretty easy to defend. If all you're going to do is run slants, you know, mm-hmm. if that's going to be your offense, you're pretty easy to defend." So I, I, it might not be Brian Schottenheimer calling plays. But I guarantee you there was some conversations with Brian Schottenheimer, with Linda Wells, uh, you know, with Robert Prince, Robert Prince. I, I'm sure that all these guys stood up at the grease board and said, you know, all right, write something down. You think that we're not very good at. And they started writing and they they took their they took their you know, they took their left side and their right side. And they said, wow, we need to do something completely different because Dak Prescott, before all this changes. Air yards. He was near the bottom of the league when yeah. it came to downfield throws. It was him and, and Anthony changed. Richardson, basically. Anthony Richardson with bo- both at the very bottom, the rookie, mm-hmm. you know, that one day will be super talented, I'm sure. But that's not good for an eight-year guy to be at the bottom of that list. You know, it's just not. Not unless yeah. you're one of those those quarterbacks that are washed up like the Joe Flacco guys that are playing right now or somebody like that. Yep. But, you know, it's it was – Mike McCarthy, I will give him credit. There's a lot of things that I do not like about Mike McCarthy. But the one thing I do appreciate is he keeps his team healthy and he's willing to listen. And I think I think that not having all the answers sometimes for a coach is a good thing because it forces you to listen to others and, and say, you know what, you're right. We need better combinations on the outside. We need to get our slot more involved. We need to move our tight end around. We need more pre-snap motion. We need more at-the-ball snap motion. You know, we need to create a screen package. We need to, you know, all these things. There were things, Bobby, though, that we saw in training camp that kind of gave us hope that they were going to be like that. And then the season started, and it was like, let's not make Dak turn the ball over. That's what I think it became. It became, and you know, and it was the heavy thumb of let's not turn the ball over. And then all of a sudden, because there's throws that Dak Prescott have has, have made here recently that have been turnover throws in the past. Turnover yeah, throws. Yeah, he's he's just buzzing back. it by the ear of guys. Yeah, throwing it throwing it past the guy in the slot in the in the in the hole, uh, reading the right thing, running the ball himself. They made a decision. They made a decision among and. Mike McCarthy, tip of the cap to you. I've called you lazy. I've called you a lot of things. I've called you a lot of things that weren't very nice. But I will say some nice things about you now, you know, because I believe in being fair. But he figured something out, and the staff figured something out, and whatever it was after that San Francisco game has made this team a lot different, a lot different offensively. Yeah, and, and let's take a look at the Eagle side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball first here. Then we'll take a look at what Jalen Hurts and the offense are doing right now. But this Eagles defense is not very good. We can get into specifics here in just a second. Here's just some of the macro things that I took away watching uh, the Eagles on defense the last couple weeks. Uh, and this has been a big talking point, I know, from Seth Jordan and others. They're not tackling very well right now. They they seem very contact-averse. It's, it's not even necessarily missing. It's that the, it's... 
It's a lot of business decisions at times. It's they don't want to they don't want to play physical in the secondary. Uh, they show blitz a lot, but they often bail, and it's just four right. guys typically. Those four guys up front are really good. The, the defensive line for the Eagles yeah. is really good. They like to get their hands up. They're going to get their hands up in the passing lane, and they're going to try to disrupt things for Dak right there. So they'll get their hands up. They'll probably have a batted ball or two. Still a very talented group there. They are one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the red zone. They are the worst defense in the NFL on third down. They give up massive. I I know the big uh, talking point uh, this week, Brian, was the yards after catch against San Francisco, which there was a ton. Uh, But you know what you see on tape is you see a defense that gives up big chunk plays down the field. The, 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 The headline against San Francisco was the yards after catch. For the majority of the season, it's been they have been getting beat deep consistently. These corners have not been good. Bradley Roby in the slot has not been good since coming back. Um, You know, you've got Bradbury and Slay. Slay is not the same player that we've seen in recent years. So this right now to me, Brian, is a a secondary that is incredibly vulnerable. Um, It's a, a linebacker group that's obviously not playing very well. They went out and had to get Shaq Leonard. And Brian, I don't know about you. When I was watching, specifically, it stood out in the San Francisco game. And I don't know if he was banged up or what, um, but I saw it a little, bit against, a little bit against Buffalo, too. I think Nicholas Morrow may be the slowest linebacker in the NFL. Uh, he, he does is, not he, move well. He is clearly a problem, Bobby. And there's a couple of different platforms I've been on. I was on the Cowboys break on, you know, and people were talking about that. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I mentioned when... You know, when you watch the San Francisco game, and, and, you know, it's he's having to play because of, of injury right now. But Nicholas Morrow and Christian Elias were, and, you know, Elias was the, he was a starter. I mean, he, he actually played better than Morrow, and they cut him to get room for Leonard to come on. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they cut the wrong guy. Because Morrow, he I thought he played worse, but the coaches trust Morrow more. So you know that's you know the, he the just Eagles, the, the thing with Morrow is he just can't move. He can't, and, and he gets and you, fooled. And you see, and, and you see people get behind him, and you yeah. see people, and they mess with him. His reads, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's playing in a revolving door that he can't get out. He just keeps getting knocked into the door, you know, that kind of thing. But he's got a little bit of that always looks like he's running in mud. Like exactly. that's just the way that's the yeah. way that he moves. And you know what's interesting is that's one of the things that you you heard coming out of the Cowboys a little bit. They wanted Shaq Leonard, mm-hmm. but one of the things they were eyes wide open about with Shaq Leonard was they said he doesn't move like he used to. Like sure. like like he's a little tighter. Uh it's 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 not he's not going to have the same sort of movement skills. And that's something that you know it <laughs> That could be a rough pairing if you've got Shaq Leonard and Nicholas Morrow on the field at a given point well, during this game. If if Shaq Leonard's able to go and, and be yeah, active, but their hope, their hope, and I didn't see an injury report today. I just came off my show, uh, but the hope was that Zach Cunningham. I don't know what his status was today, but the, there was hope in the Philadelphia camp that maybe Zach Cunningham would be able to play. Zach so, Cunningham has been limited both days of practice with okay, the hamstring. Well, th- there you go. You know, we'll see. So it, it might very well be Morrow and Leonard playing this game. And I, I like I say, uh, Elias, I, I kind of, you know, I was kind of like, man, this, this kid for making his first start was not a poor player. And Morrow, on the other hand, I, I thought was a real liability. But they, they cut one, kept the other. And, and it, it but, you know, the, the linebacker, they'll tell you, though, the linebacker part hasn't really been <laughs> – they don't think it's been the problem. 
but man, you mentioned the secondary, the nickel. I mean, they have just not been able to get anything done at their nickel slot player. Yeah, you know, and Darius Slay will he'll play side to side. You know, Bradbury will play left, right. They all play. You know, well, well, I'll be really interested to see if the Cowboys, in fact, just go ahead and try and put Ceedee Lamb in the slot as much as they can, and say, okay, you don't have anybody that can cover him. Or will yeah. Darius Slay walk in there? I don't think Darius Slay will walk in there. But you know, when you look at when you look at you know, they, they've the, they've the not they have they, not they have not he, been able to replace Avante Maddox no, in the slot. You know, That's he, killed he, them this year. He, you know, Maddox, Roby, you mentioned. You know, they've been banged up during the year. Eli Ricks has tried to fill in. You know, and and boy, he struggles. You know, I mean, there's these quarterbacks have like a tremendous quarterback rating if you believe in those things throwing the ball in these guys direction you know and I'll tell you another one they really do like this Reed Blankenship you know he's got he's got a couple of interceptions he's, he's tough giving up he's given five touchdowns up though too yeah he has he's, he's wonder, tough though you, that, that's yeah. a guy who will hit in that secondary though he he'll will actually hit. he will he will hit but the, the cover aspect you wonder yeah. why you know, okay, why why are they struggling? Well, they haven't been great at linebacker, and they haven't been great at in the safety spot. Now, uh, I'll say this: Kevin Byard is he's still a good player. Yeah, but if you find a way to get like Jake Ferguson on Reed Blankenship, I'm taking that all damn day. I, there, there's two there's two matchups that if I'm Brian Schottenheimer, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, your job this week is to find as many matchups in the passing game as you can on Bingo. Nicholas Morrow and Reed yeah. Blankenship. Yeah. If you get I, those two matchups, you're running away with this game, and I feel Eli like. Ricks, those throw, guys can't throw, cover. Yeah, throw Eli Ricks in there too. Yeah. Throw, throw, if he if somehow you know you see number 39 out there running around covering somebody, that's a green light to me to go throw the ball at him. You know? there's Take your pick. All these, you know, they allow separation. They don't tackle well. You know, watch him go out and play like all pros this week against the Cowboys. But, you know, yeah, it, it's just, you know, Bradbury, he struggled. He's getting, Bradbury's given up five touchdowns, you know. And, Slay has not uh, been much better. You know, yeah, yeah. And, well, and, so, and you saw it. Dak Prescott was able to take advantage of a lot yeah. in Philadelphia. And, and that's on the road. That's in the link. This is a yeah. different football team at home. They play faster. Yeah. They play more confident. This is, this is one where they, we'll pick our score here in a second. I, Brian, personally, don't see the streak of 40 points ending this week at home. I, I think they That's, do it again this week. You know, and, and I said, I'm sorry, I said that Bradbury, gave a fight. he's given up seven touchdowns. Bradbury has. You were trying to do him a solid. I get it. I was trying, but yeah, I mean, I go back and look at my notes. Yeah, I mean, he's given up seven touchdowns. See, though, that's that's what I'm saying. The way that Dak, this game, Bobby, and we're going to talk about it if you, when we flip this thing over. This game for the Cowboys is really going to come down on offense. How well, how well Terrence Steele plays at right tackle. That's where yeah. I think it's going to hinge. Now, do you you know do you help him? You know, we we grade these offensive linemen. We watch the plays. They play seventy plays. If they have three bad plays, they've had a really good day. If they've had six bad plays, they've had probably a really bad day. You know, and they don't need Terrence Steele to have a bad day. He had right. a bad day. He had a bad day last time these two teams played. You know, they you can't you can't put, you know, you can't put Reddick and Graham and Sweat. And by the way, did you notice that uh, Hassan Reddick played a little right end in that game against San mm-hmm. Francisco? And yep. I don't and I wonder I wonder I, I also that, I also noticed him getting super aggressive and getting fooled by misdirection on a couple different yeah. points. Oh no, that's his gig. 
That's mm-hmm. his gig. But, you know, the, in this 49ers were having some success running the ball in the perimeter to their left, which would be the Philadelphia right, and they put Reddick over there on the right side. I just wonder if they're, if they're going into this game thinking that they're going to get a lot of double team from Reddick. Because if, you, if you're Reddick and you're rushing Trent Green, or excuse me, Trent Williams said Trent Green. Yeah, Trent not Trent Williams Green. Trent Williams over there, you know, you know that's, that's, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. You know, you're going to yeah. give up. You're going to give up. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a loss. That's a loss for you. You're not getting anything out of that. You know, you should be rushing on the other side. You know, working working against that crew, but I I I I bet you the Eagles feel like in this game they are going to get something different blocking scheme wise to to help steal. And I'm not saying it's double team every single time or chip every single time, but I I would be if I'm the Eagles, I would prepare for him to either be spaced wider or chipped or in line blocked and spaced, you know, I, I just don't see them letting steal one-on-one the whole entire game against this guy. I would be surprised. I really would be surprised. This is a, this is a pretty, what happened last time. This is a, uh, a pretty lopsided matchup. I feel like in terms of just the way Dallas is passing the ball, the way that Philly's defending the pass right now, yeah. I will say this, Brian, uh, and, and we're going to flip over to the offensive side of the ball here in just a second, but, you really need Seattle. If you win this game, you really need Seattle to do you a favor and beat the Eagles at, you know, in Seattle next week. Uh, man, after seeing what Seattle did to Dallas, the secondary and seeing yeah. how Philly is covered, I think Seattle can give Philly some problems next week too. Well, I tell you what, if you start to talk about the wide receivers and which crew of the two have had the better Seattle's three wide receivers are better than right, right now. What? Oh, I mean, Seattle's got three, and Philadelphia, I think, has two, you know? I mean, yeah. I worry a lot about Smith. I, I, I mean, I know people talk about Brown, but, man, I, I worry a lot about Smith. That, that they, ha- they handled A.J. Brown pretty well in the last game. Yeah, Devontae Smith man, scored a really impressive yeah, touchdown I, in that I game. Just, I, know, I know we get into this. I, I'm, I'm worried no, about Devon, Smith. Devontae Smith is tougher, too, yeah. in terms of like, like, like tougher to get down than he looks for his size. Yeah. He, he fights. He, yeah. he's, he's pound for pound pretty tough. Let's switch over to that side of the ball. Let's take a look at the Eagles' side of the offense before we do. Uh, this is where I remind you guys that you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Brian, the offensive side of the ball for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure that they are taking a close look at, okay, what did, you know, what worked for us in, at the link? You know, we had a lot of success yeah. converting big third downs, fourth it downs. Sure uh, you know, I think it was something where in that last game, Jalen Hurts wasn't dominant, but Jalen Hurts really, I felt like, picked you apart in the intermediate area. Mm-hmm. He, he did, I mean, he had the big, deep shot to Devontae Smith that was huge, but he kind of had his way with some of the stuff in, in you know, the, the 10 to 20 yard range against Dallas. And, they're probably taking a close look at, okay, what all did Seattle do? What did Geno Smith have, have success with? Now, you're not going to be able to replicate everything because a lot of that in that game was Geno Smith was playing out of his mind in that first half and was throwing, yeah. you know, darts in that game. And so, but there's stuff I'm sure that Philadelphia is going to say, hey, we can do this. We can attack this way. I'm sure Philadelphia is looking at it right now saying, let's take advantage of the safety play that Dallas has right now, which is not very good. Yeah. You know, let, let's Be try careful, to hit some Bobby. stuff here. People, people will come after you if you start complaining about the safeties on this team. That's all right. I I, I can take it. Now, here's the interesting thing, Brian. Jalen Hurts, I know they say he's not hurt. He doesn't look the same athletically that yeah, I've seen Yeah, but he looks healthier than he did when they met in week nine. To no, that he does. He he now maybe yeah. it was maybe he it was the elements. Run. Maybe it was he the elements. Was, run. Well, he well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Watch him I, run. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? It just looks more it's like the same conversation we had with Dak the year after the the surgery, where it was like he looked like he was lumbering a little bit. There's a little bit of that with Jalen Hurts. He doesn't look as dynamic running the it's ball me. this year when yeah. or even scrambling. But here's what's in- interesting to me. And and we talked to Ross Tucker. Uh, on 105 through the fan on uh, Thursday morning. And Ross had said, and this is one of the things that really struck me watching their tape. Jalen doesn't look like he trusts what he's seeing right now. Sure. And I don't know how many times, Brian, it feels like every other throw. Have you noticed Hertz double clutching? Almost every other throw, it feels like he's just kind of hesitant and then, you know, lets it go. He's just, he doesn't feel totally confident what he's seeing. You're seeing him roll out a lot, throw the ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. just kind of chuck it up, you know, deep. That's been a lot of what he's done the last four weeks. Jalen Hurts, it feels like, is a little more limited athletically than he's been in the past, like with his yeah. legs. So he's not able to, to to take advantage of that. But but a lot of these teams, San Francisco did it. You're just, okay, Let's. it's a little bit like the, uh, the Dak Prescott attack that he had to go through in the second half of 21, where teams said, all right, we're going to rush four, and oh. we're going to make you beat seven. And let's see if yeah. you can beat these shells and everything. And Dak had a lot of trouble with it at the time. And you remember we were talking at the time, like, what is it that Dak's going to is, – is this just the game plan to stop Dak at this point? And so yeah, if you're going to rush yeah. four, you yeah. can drop those guys, and Hurts isn't willing to run, mm-hmm. that makes it really tough to throw the ball. Yeah, if he's not willing to run, but watch him in this game be willing to run. The thing is, I've said this on a That's couple the nervous times. scout in you. Yeah, this is the, the but this is what I've said on a couple different platforms, and I know uh, somebody brought it up because uh, Marcus Spears said the same thing on uh, on his uh, NFL live show. Marcus Spears, by the way, adamant. who referred to Brian Broadus as a football savant on yeah, Thursday. Well, the great yeah, Marcus Spears that, looking out for yeah, his LSU Tiger brother. Yeah, that's my LSU brother right there for sure. <laughs> um, I do believe, and I always said that Bobby because I watched Buffalo and I watched San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I watched those games and I watched. 
and I watched them rush for and not get out of their lanes and kind of just make a pocket around him, a moving pocket up the field. And it and it's almost like when you used to play uh, Russell Wilson when he was really, really good at Seattle mm-hmm. because he was shorter and you made him play off his back foot and you made him have to throw over the top of you know the pocket kind of coming around him. Because is it a little? Is it is it also a little like uh, where how Rod Marinelli used to talk about putting Aaron Rodgers in the well? Like don't him let well. him get yeah, yeah put, put him, him in the well. well. And you put him in the well, and you know in that way they don't escape. You know when you run twist stunts and blitzes and things like that, and you're reckless in your rush lanes. And the Philadelphia offensive line has had some problems, but they're still a pretty damn good line. Mm-hmm. So to me, the minute you the minute that uh, Dorrance Armstrong is twisting from the right inside and he's working with uh, Oso Digizua, and then they both get pinned on the on they both get pinned next to each other and now there's a lane on the edge and you've lost the edge because the linebackers and the safeties are all in drops and now now there's this pin situation nothing but open field and that's when that's when Jalen Hurts is going to going to run forward and then he's going to angle out to the sidelines that's yep. what he's going to do you know it's when you reckless rush this guy that all of a sudden he makes huge plays you know, but the the teams that were able and the 49ers did a great job with this. They kept making him play backwards, keep backing up, backing up, backing up. And the longer he held the ball, the more uncomfortable he felt. You know, the more excuse me, the more yeah, it was it was like he he wasn't like looking, looking, looking. It's like, okay, I've got to throw this ball, I've got to throw this ball, and then it's oh, I've got to throw this ball away. You know, or yeah. I've got to throw. And you know, Dallas has to be very mindful of the coverages down the field too. You know, you don't want to make him play backwards and also get defensive holding penalties or illegal contact penalties or, you know, things that when he throws that, you only live once ball down the field and, you know, you're pass interference. Yeah, you don't want to be that that kind of thing. But, man, they always talk about playing with discipline. The RPOs for this team, there's no R in it anymore. It's, it's, uh, it's R-P-O, and it's just really P-O. It's pass option is what it is yeah because they he doesn't run the ball you know Jalen Hurts does not run the ball nor does he want to run the ball you know and but again here we go Uh, the scout in me believes that all of a sudden he's going to suck it up and he's going to turn into the old Jalen Hurts you know but his it's usually like either hand it off or throw the screen hand it off throw the screen hand it off throw the screen that's what they do yeah, he had, and that's why their team is averaging like four one a carry now because he he hasn't run like he did in the past, you know, and he realizes staying healthy is probably the most important thing for his team, and he's right, he's right about that, you know, or trying to stay you know throughout the game. So, I believe rushing four, integrity of the po- integrity of the rush lanes, don't get out of don't get out of whack. You know, we talk about spies and stuff. I don't know if you need a spy because he's not willing to, you know, he's going to only run and when you make a mistake. He's going yeah. to run when he feels like he's not going to get hit. That's when he's going to run. So I think you have to be real mindful of that. I I'm, I'm, do appreciate uh, Spears acknowledging, though, that that would be a plan that he would that he would look at as well. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I think you broke it down really well there and and – 
look, there are. I, I don't think anybody should underestimate the Eagles. They're, they've still been good oh, offensively. No. I, I, I do not ten, think. I don't. I don't think they're they're clearly not as efficient offensively as they were last year. It's not as crisp. It's not as as just in sync. Like like you can just New visually tell. Too. Yeah, that, that's a big part of it too. But when you take a look at it, you can just see it doesn't quite look the same. The rhythm, Jalen Hurts is not, you know, physically right now, I don't think where he was last year. Uh, and, and so there's some challenges there. One of the things that stood out to me, Brian, is they're, they're a really good team on third down. Um, yes. You know, as bad as they are on third down on the defensive side of the ball, they're just that good offensively on third down where they convert a lot. They, they beat you for several third and fourth down conversions that, you know, sure. kept drives alive and they ultimately scored on. One of the things that I, I found it looks like they really love to lean on and they have a lot of success with what Dallas, it feels like is going to have to guard against here. If you're in third and six, third and seven, third and eight, they love the slant. They love to kind of clear things yeah. out, get a slant to, to AJ Brown, get one to Devonte Smith, Quez Watkins, whoever they hit those and they pay. I mean, it's really consistent for them. Jalen, that's where Jalen Hurts has looked most in rhythm lately is when he's in those third down situations and it's just, all right, snap, back, there's my guy on the slant, boom, 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 out, we got it. And that's something that the Cowboys, I think, are, are going to have to guard against. And you remember, we, we, Jordan Lewis gets a ton of credit for how he played against the Seahawks. Uh, and, and there was some concern that we had with that. A team that did take advantage of Jordan Lewis was the Eagles a few weeks back. Yeah, they absolutely sure looked for him. Uh, and and so, you know, if you're talking about, again, some of these scenarios where, all right, we're going to make sure the middle of the field's open, we're going to move somebody, you know, we'll we'll put A.J. Brown in the slot or Devontae Smith or whoever else, we're going to hit this slant on Jordan Lewis. That's it. You're going to need Jordan Lewis to step up big like you did last week because I think that that's something that they're probably going to look at, hey, we can take advantage of them here in the middle of the field on some of this in-breaking stuff. Yeah, and I think, and think to having Dallas Goddard back in the mix. Yeah, hasn't played since – since yeah. that game against you hope Dallas. For Rust, you hope for Rust there if you're a Cowboy fan. Um, you know, it's hey, good for the Eagles. They got him back. Um, screen game, delay game, you know, all that stuff. Gain will out in the flat. That's another thing you worry about. You know, bunch formation, throw it to the screen on the outside. You don't rally and tackle. It's a seven-yard gain. This, this offense can hurt you. It absolutely can hurt you. And we were talking with Zach Martin today. Because asking the question about the way their offensive linemen get off the ball, you know, on the with the you know with they how they jump the count and everybody's bitching and moaning about that, and and Zach goes, you know, if you really slow the tape down, they hit a lot of them. They hit a lot of them where it's balls gone. And he goes, I don't know if it's if it's the deal where uh, where you know uh, Kelsey when he twitches his head, you know, does that you know boom you meet as soon as he twitches you go kind of a thing. Because they time it, they time it up really, really well. And, I, and I, some of the some of those little Kelsey twitches have gotten him in trouble though in recent weeks. No, he's gotten flagged has. on them. He's get, he's gotten he's gotten flagged a couple of different times. John Hussey, the official this week. You know, if you look at John Hussey's team, uh, false start is a. I know, he's, big, I, know, I know he's not a great official. You don't have to call him a Hussey, Brian. No, I know, but John <laughs> Hussey. I will say this though: Eagles are seven and zero with him as an official. Yeah, yeah. But but I'll say this though: home teams. Home teams this year have had about 20, I think it was 23 or 24 less penalties than the visitors. So, you know, but their big penalties, big penalties, big penalties are uh, false start and then that's their number one and then offensive holding. So maybe Micah Parsons catches a break here. 
You know, yeah. we'll see, but maybe they call it both ways and both offensive lines get worked. But if you got a guy, like I say, when you start to talk about it, they're calling false starts, they, they, they have to watch that film or they have to know that Philadelphia will jump the starts. And it'll be a little bit more difficult for them to jump the starts on the road with the crowd noise. It'll be a little yeah. bit more difficult for them to do that. So, you know, maybe you'll catch a break that way with the officiating calling up, you know, a false start. But, man, I tell you what, we've gone through, what, 13 games now? Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're calling it very much. So just bef- we'll hold our breath on that. Just before we get your uh, your score pick here, when you look at what Philadelphia can do on offense, yeah, what scares you the most about how they can attack the Cowboys in this game? What, what is it that you say, man? If they lose this game, we're probably talking about they did this on offense. It was the it's the chunk plays, it's the throw the ball to Brown, and it it I saw him catch a pass in that San Francisco game that was a seven yard pass that ended up being like thirty something yards. Yeah, that was it the just, first third down I think of a game. Yeah, it just it was a seven yard pass and it went for thirty yards. Do you th- yeah. do you think this is the third week in a row? Do you think one of the things the Eagles maybe pick up on tape is, hey, maybe we should test Deron Bland yes. a little more? Yes. I, I would. I'd absolutely do that. And, Which matchup would you look for on Bland? Brown uh, or Smith if you were the Eagles? Brown. I, I, I'd say Brown would be the problem. To me, because, like, uh, you know, the Brown Brown has the ability to go vertical on you, too. I mean, Smith, Smith can, too. What am I saying? But to me, Smith's the underneath, the quicker, the outs, you know, that kind of thing. Brown's the dirty work guy. Slants, you know, the... The what they call the hammer when they go straight, you know, like an uh, in in route, they call that a hammer. The yep. vertical routes, he that's his that's his game. So you know, Bland Bland had better be ready for a physical game, you know. And they 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 moved a uh, they moved a uh, you know a uh, Gilmore around last week a little bit to try and help out. They, I, I'll say this: there's two spots Dallas cannot lose at two spots. Mm-hmm. They can't lose at right tackle. And they can't lose at safety. If they lose at those two spots, Philadelphia could very well win this game. I mean, it could could very well put this game away. They can't lose at right tackle, and they can't lose at safety. You know, they can't. Yeah. They just they're Wilson, Curse, uh, Hooker, you know, Bell, any one of those guys that, you know, you know, they play so much single high because they don't have another safety to play on the hash they don't have another safety that can really cover you know yeah so it, it hurts them you know when you you tried to play bell you tried to play wilson there the other day what happened 73 yards later it was a touchdown you know you have players back there that get distracted you know instead of seeing and then you know hooker like i said i'm i'm sure everybody out there remembers me talking about oh you know well many 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 days ago that you need to be better at safety and like I said, I, I took my beating on that, but I hope you guys are seeing what I saw. Cause I just, I had a feeling this was not going to be great the way, it, the way it's playing right now. I really yeah. I, I, I think, I think that that's fair. I think if you take a look at the safety play, that's probably been as an entire position group, the safety play has been the, I would say the worst position group they've had on the field this year. You thought it was going to be a strength coming out of, out of uh, camp. And you thought that as long as they were healthy, yeah, and they've yeah, been healthy, and, yeah. And you thought the tight ends were going to be an absolute disaster, and yeah. it seems like the tight ends are kind of, you know, kind of get playing better. And I, you, 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 but you can't lose this game because of bad safety play. You just can't. 
you know, and, and we'll see. They got to be they got to be a lot better with their eyes. A Give lot me your better. score, Brian. What do you got here? Uh, Dallas thirty, Philadelphia twenty seven. Okay, close game here. I yeah, am going to say I, I, do, that Phil- I do think it's I think it is going to be close. I do. Now Dallas has played Philadelphia at home and they've blown them out sometimes too, right? They yeah. they've they've had some blowout games. But I, I just kind of feel like that, you know, both this this could very well be like the Seattle game. At the very end we're sweating it bad, you know. I'm also going to say that Philadelphia scores 27, but I'm going to say again that 40 point streak continues. So I've got gotcha. Dallas 42-27 in this one. Uh, I, I think right. that uh, well, it, let, let's hope. I, I had 42. Uh, I, I think I got pretty close to the score for Dallas against Seattle, but Seattle scored two more touchdowns than I picked. So that was a lot closer there than I go. picked for Seattle. Um, but th- this is something where I, I think Dallas is a better football team right now. And I think they match up really well against their strength matches up incredibly well against Philly's weakness right now. Yeah. And I think that they'll be able to take advantage of that in a big way. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners. I'll knock out the first question right away that we got. Uh, uh, A young man named Carter Freeman says, will you be on video this time? Yeah, Carter, we're on video right now. So there you go. Just for you, Carter. That was for you. Uh, First question here from Mario. He says, the Eagles have been successful sprinting a player, usually A.J. Brown, across the formation right before the snap and running RPO. The edge defender is put in a position to choose between the motion man in the flat, the running back, or the quarterback. What's the best way to defend against that? Well, it's all about the, you know, again, if if you're playing man coverage, you got to have a guy that goes with the motion. Yep. So that's it. Then you have a guy that's responsible for, you know, like I said, to me, it's been, the it's either been handoff or pull it and throw the screen. So to me, it's all about the discipline of, if you're playing man coverage, you know, your guy, you have to take your guy. So if you're running with the motion, you got to stay with the motion. You know, if you're responsible, if you're one of the linebackers, if you're Bell or Clark or one of those guys and you're responsible for a swift on the dive, you got that. That's you, you know. And then on the outside, there's probably going to be another – there's probably going to be one other guy or two other guys that are out there blocking if they yeah. throw the ball. because. Everybody kind of runs sideways, and then one guy goes up and blocks. So, you, with the the best way to play that, especially with much man coverage, is you got to attack that. You've got to attack the the uh, as soon as you see as soon as you see them do that retreat and then go up. It, it's like they kind of retreat and then go up. Attack that. Just go attack that because. The ball's likely if it's pulled, the ball's going to come to the outside. You got to prevent the wheel too. Is another thing. You yeah, know, maybe an inside, uh, you know, a pick, and then the wheel, the motion guy wheel behind that. So you got to be ready, but you got to attack that as soon as you see those guys retreat. You got to go after it, and then it comes down to the linebackers being able to handle one linebacker handles 
the ball, the other linebacker likely handles the the quarterback where he, you know, if he pulls. Yeah, it's, it sounds hurts ain't gonna pull much. I mean, you got to be. They, they got we've got maybe crash a hammy. Ends. You got to play discipline. You got to stay. You know, it's. I watched. I watched. Um, I watched. Uh, was it Duke or Notre Dame? It was a college game, and there was. I think it might have been Duke where there was a slant and then a replace. Slant yep. and replace. You know, there's there's ways to the way to do. I mean, slant inside charge takes a quarterback, replace over the top, then becomes the guy that takes. The pull, the the pull, or the uh, the or if it's if it's uh if it's handed off, it's the slant guy. If it's the pull, it's the over the top guy. Yeah, and, and see, this sounds like a cop Sorry, out a little a bit. Lot of, lot of no, 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 no. That's that's good. That's exactly what we were looking for. It sounds like a cop out, but essentially, what it comes down to is uh, defensive schemes have rules in place. Like, okay, hey, when this happens, you do the like like there are tons of rules and and things in place on defensive schemes that say hey when you see this your your job is to do yeah, this you keys. do this yeah they have these keys and they they they've got the response to all of those things that you you brought up there about yeah. what if it's this what if it's this what if it's this so it, they've got the answer for that it's just a matter of how fast do you see it and do you read it the right way and are you disciplined so as as much of a cop out as it sounds like They've got the answer for it already. It's just a matter of are the guys playing disciplined on defense? Are the defensive are yeah. your guys on defense playing disciplined and seeing it quickly and reacting to it the right way? The problem with Dallas is when they're bad on run defense, it's usually bad fits. Yep. Bad fits or guys trying to play hero ball, r- jumping around blocks, leaving gaps. Taking the wrong gap, yeah. Yeah, guy jumps around a block, guy gets cut off from the play and now you got a now you got a, a two a two gap hole for somebody to have to run through. Yeah. It's tough. Next next question here from Aaron. He says, when Brian says that Jason Kelsey cuts the defense in half, what does that mean? Yeah, appreciate the uh, the question there. And when and it used to be Travis Frederick would do the same thing. When he is uncovered, when he is uncovered, his ability to step play side, say the ball's going to go in outside zone to the right. Okay, he steps to his right, he snaps, steps to his right, they get a backside, they get a backside uh a scoop block or a cutoff block. They get a backside, you know, that block. And now Kelsey goes up onto the linebacker. And so what happens is you got the backside scoop that's taken care of. Now you got the center up, play side. And if a guy comes his way, he takes that guy. But if the guy goes away, if he sees his foot go away, he goes up on the second level. So now you've got backside cutoff, Center up on linebacker. Now you've cut the defense in half. Now all now everything is flowing, and now the back, the back sees the back reads the center's block. He presses for, he presses front side to the right. He sees all of a sudden now the defense is cut in half. The you know the left side of the defense is cut in half. Nobody is able to. There's nobody in position. So the ball just goes right behind the guard, the tackle, the tackle guard, and then the center. And the center, when Kelsey gets out, he 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 gets that final block, and that keeps the defense, and it cuts in half, where the ball can go right up in behind him. See, look at that. That's a that's a, that's what you come to love with the Star Force Brian's yeah. breakdowns like that. And like you said, that, that's something that Cowboys fans, if he, if they probably saw it, uh, like you know, if if it's like, hey, here's some examples of it, it yeah. would like you say, it register of like, you, oh, I saw Travis Frederick do that a million times. Like, like Travis it, Frederick the, was one of the best. It, I mean, him and Kelsey and these guys. When they could step front side and all of a sudden they see the shoe of the defender go away and now they're up. 
Now they're up on the linebacker. And, and we've seen it plenty of time with Zeke. He pressed and then cut, press, yep. cut, press, cut. That's, you know, when you see the ball go behind the center, that's usually because they've cut the defense in half. Next question here from Luke Sweeney. Does, since we're talking about center play already, does Dallas have a problem at center? Because I think I, I know you've been on better. board of Biotis has played better recently. Gotten do you better. do you think that's because let's be honest, he was banged up early in the season. He's been could banged be. up for a while. Could be. It, it could be that he's just kind of that. There was a mic'd up segment this week. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, where Dak had uh, you know he's like, all right, guys, come on, you know I'm with you, and and Biotis kind of like you you can tell Dak is reacting to. All right, if if you need me to slow down, like I'll slow down. Like like the tempo was, it looked like it was getting to be oddish a little bit. Yeah. Like like, yeah. hey, if we need to pull back a little, like say, and Dak had to tell him, he's like, hey, I'm with you. If if you need me to 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 yeah. slow things down, I, I'm with you. But man, Biotish has been, I think, a lot better recently. He's been one of the improvements, and and that's probably also a function of this entire unit is finally playing together consistently. That helps a ton. The ability to gel and do those things, but Biotish is playing better. I think he looks healthier lately. And one of the things that I don't want to trade away from Biotish for, for another center, like, like, you know, just whoever it would be, he, he plays with an edge. He's, yeah. he's one of your, he's one of your bullies who, mm-hmm. who really helps set the tone. It is very important in that building and has been in the Garrett days still is in the McCarthy regime. They like tone setters. Like, I mean, they'll, they'll, I don't want to say as much as they'll trade some ability for it, but it is absolutely a trait that they like. They like the guys who have the edge. One of the things that consistently from Garrett to McCarthy, when you used to hear them talk about Ezekiel Elliott, they said, I I was talking to a coach on staff one time and he said, you have no idea what it does for those guys on that side of the ball. When they see Zeke doling out punishment. Yeah. Like you have no idea what it takes out of that other team. And you have no idea how it elevates and kind of juices our guys up. And so different position, obviously, but I think Biotish gives them a little bit of that juice. I, th- I think that that edge that he has helps everybody kind of lock in a little bit. Man, they have drawn the short straw all year long to having to deal with these defensive tackles. It's been they haven't had a you, game. You've been getting they, the yeah, who, Donald, a, Dexter yeah, Lawrence. They, yeah, <laughs> they haven't had a game where they haven't had to deal with some inside monsters. You know, and this will be a big one this week because Philadelphia will push the middle of the pocket. That's how mm-hmm. they get pressure. They'll push and hope that their edges can get it home and squeeze. And But they're going to – Biotis, Smith, Martin, they're going to have to play some power football uh, this weekend for this, this game because, you know, whether it all these all these, all these uh, Philly defenders inside, all these tackles are big guys that can push big time. Yeah, they, they've had uh, quite a run, like you mentioned. I mean, you've, you've taken on pretty much every – single good defensive tackle yeah. that, that the NFL has to offer you. If, if there's been a gauntlet there, you've gotten Dexter Lawrence, you've gotten Deron Payne, you've gotten Aaron Donald. Like, it's just been never ending. And then you get this week, again, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, the uh, two Georgia kids. That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Bell. We will talk to you guys again later.